been learning about value investing, finance, just regular investment for a while now, but you don't know where to go next. You're getting confused about the vast amount of information on the internet. You don't want to waste your time on crap information. You want good information um, and reliable information. In this series of videos on value investing and finance education, you will find those answers to those questions and much more. My name is Jason Rivera. Welcome to Value Investing and Finance Education. Hey, Jason here. Today I want to talk about why in this time of coronavirus craziness and market panics and market rises by a thousand points and market falling by 2000 points and all the craziness that's going on, you need to be extra careful with not only where you get your information from, but also what the information says, even if it is from a reliable source, you need to kind of be very careful um, with all this stuff, even more so than normal. Before we get to that, this series is available as a podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Anchor, uh, and more. You can get this video and this series on all major podcasting platforms and to listen for free. Okay, so as value investors, as people who do research, in-depth research all the time, we have to be very careful always of where we're getting our research and information from and not only where we're getting it from but what it says and what it means as well this is even more important in this time of panic uh, because there's going to be a lot of quote-unquote fake news out there there's gonna be a lot of hypey news clickbait uh whatever you want to call it there's gonna be a lot of it out there and as things continue to progress with the coronavirus it's going to continue to get worse I want to illustrate that today with by showing you an article and a study done <laughs> that it's kind of mind-boggling to me um, so let's get to that and I'm going to show you my screen here let me bring that up okay with this post so this is from market watch reputable site right New Fed study. They're talking about the Federal Reserve here. Okay. Uh, this is actually why I clicked on a new Fed study. Finds efforts to slow pandemic don't depress the economy. Okay. That's interesting. Doesn't make sense from a logical perspective. So, and it's interesting. So I wanted to read it. I think we'd all agree, before I get to the actual what this article says, that from 1918 to today, or about 102 years, things have changed a little bit in the United States and worldwide, correct? Things have changed enormously in the last 100 plus years. They're, they're, this study from, I think it's the St. Louis Fed. Let me see. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, bah, 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 bah. New York Fed and okay new york fed and mit so two extremely reputable sources on a reputable site so what's my issue with this article 
is that they're comparing the United States in 1918 and the Spanish flu to the United States and today. That makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Yes, I know worldwide pandemics, this is pretty much the last time, 1918, the last time a worldwide pandemic changed or uh, happened with the Spanish flu in 1918. But this doesn't make sense to me. The entire world has changed since 1918. Why would you, again, this is why you need to be careful with your information. This makes zero sense. Yes, some of their findings, which um, uh, overall this article talks about how how employment doesn't seem, or uh, what is it? Employment doesn't seem to negatively affect economic output. Or no, let me, where's the exact wording? Okay, the um, reacting time to to essentially the stay-at-home orders and the curfews and all the stuff they're implementing now, they're saying based on this evidence from 1918 that it won't have that much of a difference on not overall economic output, but manufacturing output. This is another issue I have with this. Back in, and I have the stats where they go. Um, I'll share it. I'll find it and share it in the link below this video. But this is a, the second problem I have with this study. Again, done by super high-level people at the New York Fed and MIT, super prestigious locations on a reputable website. First problem is they compare this information to 1918, and the world has it's a completely different world 100 years later. And they compare this to manufacturing output. Why is that a, an issue for when it comes to the United States? Is because back in the 1918 numbers, manufacturing made up, um, I couldn't find the specific numbers going back to 1918. I found the numbers going back to 1947. Uh, in the United States in 1947, it was about 25 to 30% of US GDP was based on manufacturing. Today, that same number is less than 12%. I think it's actually 11.5%. Again, I'll, I'll try to find the exact numbers. I don't know where they went. I had them up here. Um, but it's less than 12% of US GDP is based on manufacturing today. So the two main kind of theses, thesi, however you say it, of this don't add up to me. Yes. Will some of these findings that they're finding in 1918, will there be some parallels? Oh, absolutely. But in 1918, the economy just didn't completely stop like it is today either. <laughs> I can guarantee you in the short term, I can almost want with 100% certainty say we're going to go into a recession because of this, because of the economy just stopping worldwide. In 1918, they said... 18% decline in manufacturing output at the typical level of exposure. Don't you think we take a lot better care of our people now than we did then? I think the answer is yes, if you study history. <laughs> um, 
But again, there will still be a massive decline. This is the kicker for me. Anecdotal evidence suggests that the results have parallels in the COVID-19 outbreak, the researchers found. So they're saying based on not, again, not statistical evidence, not factual evidence, anecdotal evidence. So essentially observations, which again, okay, but we're, <laughs> this is, this article, again, done by reputable people, and I'm going to bring you back here um, to my screen, but this is why you need to be careful about where you're getting information from. This article and its comparisons to 1918 and the Spanish flu and to its comparison with today's economy, which is less than 12% based on GDP, where back in 1918, it was probably between 30 and 50% based on manufacturing with GDP. Um, and then the an anecdotal evidence part. Yes, I know we're trying to figure stuff out. And 1918, again, is the last time we had a major worldwide pandemic. But the article, when you add it up, it, again, it does, does, doesn't make any sense to me. I'd rather have people kind of doing simulations on what could happen with AI and um, data and uh, computing than going back to 1918. That Again, that's, we're in two completely different worlds from them. Not only in terms of the physical world that we live in, but also, again, the manufacturing part of things. 70% of U.S. GDP is based on consumption. So if the economy stops, which it has in the U.S., the economy is pretty much stopped, 70% of G GDP is at risk, essentially is what that means. So to say that these mitigation efforts are going to have little to no effect on the economy based on what happened in 1918 and manufacturing data, it's kind of asinine to me. It they just it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, just even from a logical perspective, it just doesn't make sense. Again, I know you have to study something. I know they're trying to figure stuff out. I get it. they're trying to help people. This is not helping. <laughs> this is essentially what the what that article is saying is, yes, we should be doing these these uh, mitigation efforts, stay home orders, curfews, all that stuff. And it's not going to affect the economy negatively to a to a large degree. Again, logically, just getting past that first hurdle logically, it doesn't make sense. For the reasons I outlined, the, the consumption percent of GDP, the manufacturing percent of GDP, how it's a completely different world, this doesn't make sense. So this is one example of why you need to be extremely careful of not only where you get your information from, but what it says as well. Because again, these are highly reputable sources. Market Watch, highly reputable source. New York Fed, Federal Reserve, and MIT, one of the most prestigious universities in the world. And it still doesn't make sense what they're saying in there with the comparisons, all that. So you need to be extremely careful about where you're getting your information from. Extremely careful, even more than normal. Um, watch out for the clickbait, watch out for the titles. Yes, it's this is probably going to get a lot worse before it gets better, which is, uh, again, another reason why you need to be wary of where you get inf information from and what, what it says. Um, so you don't need people, people to panic. You want people to be informed, but you don't want them to be panicky either.
And this article is one illustration of why you need to be extremely diligent and careful where you get information from, especially in these times of panic when people are going to try to get clicks and, and views and all that kind of stuff, even if this stuff doesn't make sense. So I hope this has been helpful. Uh, let me know your thoughts on this in the comments below. Let me know your thoughts. If you found something like this in your country or in your region, your area, where you come across something like this, it just doesn't completely make sense whatsoever. Um, I'd love to see those as well. And we can highlight some of those on the blog and on the Facebook page and all that kind of stuff. Uh, because we, we want to help people here. With um, real information, not just hype, not just kind of speculation. With real information, we want to help people. So, um, thanks for watching. Talk to you soon. Have a great day.